Welcome back. I'm Umbreen Khan, and you're listening to Inspired by Interfaith Voices. In border towns like El Paso, Texas, the policy debates over immigration often take a back seat to the humanitarian needs of new arrivals. And often on the front lines, providing that support are faith community leaders. We're dealing with human beings in a crisis situation, and I think it's a matter of what's a priority. What is a priority right now? Back in December, as temperatures began to drop and the streets were filling with families and children, Pastor Rafael Garcia of the Sacred Heart Church made a decision to convert his gym into a shelter. We don't ask for anything. We just ask them to come in and, you know, stay the night, Have that we give them a meal, then a breakfast, they get clothing. Our role is just to a humanitarian help in this moment of crisis, and we help any family that comes to the door according to our limitations, because we have a limited amount of space. We cannot handle all these folks inside our gym, so somehow these people have to be taken to a safe place somewhere else. Garcia is quick to point out that his organization has limited services, and he's calling on other organizations. I hope other entities will also open their doors and see that this is a humanitarian crisis. One of the groups that they work with is the Migrant Accompaniment Network, which is part of Jesuit Refugee Services USA. Giovanna Nieto is the coordinator. Her not-so-small task? Recruiting volunteers across the country to support migrants on their journey. But the first step, she tells me, is listening. I feel like I'm talking to a friend or a cousin who just moved to Denver or San Jose, California, and they're updating me on their journey. That's how we meet people on a more personal basis, and we learn all about their life and where they're going and what their dreams and aspirations are and how we can help them. I talked to Nieto on our studio line. She joined the Migrant Accompaniment Network in El Paso. Her primary objective, recruiting volunteers. We are looking for volunteers in every city of the United States to connect beneficiaries who are refugees, asylum seekers, migrants, to volunteers within the United States that are ready to receive them and offer assistance. Giovanna is fluent in Spanish, and she has family roots in Mexico. She tells me she feels called to do this work. You know, I was born in the United States, but my family is from Mexico. And just because my birth certificate says United States of America, I don't feel much different from the people that I work with. I mean, we look the same, we we talk the same, we have the same dreams. So that keeps me grounded in in knowing that what I'm doing for them, I'm in a way doing for myself. Giovanna stays out of politics, but she sees migrants being used as a political weapon to create fear. A big misconception is that they think that migrants are just looking for handouts. That's not true. And those stereotypes, she says, can discourage compassion and hospitality and make it more difficult to find volunteers. The most challenging part is when we fail to meet a very pressing need for a family or a person. They're ready to work. They're ready to integrate. They're ready to learn English. They're ready to start building homes and and going to school. So Giovanna is doing things that don't necessarily come naturally like talking to reporters and doing interviews, and 
creating marketing videos. Hello, my name is Giovanna Nieto, and I'm making this short video to talk about the Migrant Accompaniment Network. Last year, Giovanna trained a network of 52 volunteers to support 420 migrants settled across the country. And the help that they offer, she notes, doesn't have to be highly specialized. It could be something small, like a ride to and from the airport, help registering children in, in school based on the district where they live, to something larger, like connecting them with legal support or offering housing. At the heart of the program is fostering a human connection and friendship. But it often starts with listening to migrants because everyone's story is different. A lot of times they have sponsors, family or friends waiting to receive them, um, which is always the best case scenario. But that's not the case for all, especially those who have no choice but to turn to the shelters. Every journey is different, some more dangerous than others. A mom who crossed the jungle and was stranded in the desert with her child and thought she was going to die um, just reached her hands out to the sky and asked God to please help her because they didn't have water. I mean, they're in the desert. And 10 minutes later, they they bumped into someone who was able to give them a ride. Giovanna hears many stories like that. Stories of survival where faith and kindness of strangers offers a lifeline to get to the southern border. And that's where a new process begins and waiting. They've been traveling by foot or bus for many, many weeks, and they may get to the shelters in Mexico that are bordering the United States. And that's when they start their asylum-seeking process. It takes time. We've met families who have been at shelters for two years. Like Father Rafael Garcia of the Sacred Heart Shelter in El Paso, Giovanna is part of a larger network supporting migrants all trying to coordinate with limited resources. We connect with Catholic charities. We connect with Welcome U.S. We connect with other faith-based organizations. So we're in meetings asking each other for the same thing. That's why growing the network is probably one of our biggest endeavors. When a volunteer expresses interest to be a companion— She sends a detailed application to gauge skills and interest. So if you speak Dari, then we'll know that we can connect you with a refugee from Afghanistan that we're serving. Or if you speak Spanish, then that will be useful to connect with someone from Guatemala. The process is also screening for safety. Every volunteer is asked to undergo a background check. The reason behind the extensive nature of the application Um, is basically so that I can get to know you better because I will be working very closely with volunteers and I want to make sure that they feel comfortable with the work that they're signing up for and that they feel um, up to task and open to communicate with me if they have any concerns. Giovanna is asking volunteers to make a one-year commitment and she is also quick to point out that although they are a Jesuit organization, They serve all and invite all to join. This program is for people of all religious backgrounds or if they don't have 
a religious background, then they can also join the network as long as they have the same values that we have, which is to serve migrants and refugees and help them with their integration process. We have a group in North Carolina who has served a family for almost a year now, and their dedication to that family, I would say, is just, I haven't seen that even sometimes with people's own families. People went above and beyond, like, making sure that they had the right furniture, giving them like driving lessons. The recent arrival and rapid response to support Ukrainian and Afghan migrants and refugees gives her hope. But she wants to see that same compassion and hospitality extended to those fleeing violence elsewhere. One expectation I have is that we meet migrants from Venezuela, Mexico, South America, with the same level of enthusiasm and organization as we see and we have seen um, with Ukraine refugees and Afghanistan refugees. Giovanna describes this work as a calling, but it's also taxing. She often turns to her own deeply held beliefs and hopes it will sustain her as she tries to meet her goals. I have a lot of faith in the work that we do, and I hope I will feel closer and closer to God with the work I do so that I can keep that momentum and that strength and that faith of keeping up with the good fight and with that see results in more people signing up for the network, more beneficiaries being matched and seeing the people we serve happier. I still believe that we live in the greatest country in the world. I really do. But one thing I've learned is that in this country, only people with dedication who are willing to advocate for themselves and have God on their side will have the strength to overcome the obstacles that that come with the American dream. Giovanna Nieto is the coordinator of the Migrant Accompaniment Network, which is part of Jesuit Refugee Services USA. To learn more, visit this week's show notes at interfaithradio.org. That's all for this week's show. If you missed any part, you can stream it online at interfaithradio.org. While you're there, you can also learn about us, read the show notes, sign up for our newsletter, and explore the archives. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or really the podcaster of your choice. Just search Interfaith Voices. And while you're there, help us out. Leave a rating and a review. It helps others find us. A special thanks to MC Yogi for our theme music, additional music by Blue Dot Sessions, and a special thanks to our founder, Maureen Fiedler. This week's episode was produced by Kevin McCarthy and Kimberly Winston. Inspired is a production of Interfaith Voices. We're a nonprofit and we rely on the generous support of our listeners to bring you this show. I'm your host and executive producer, Umbreen Khan. Remember to stay safe, stay well, and stay connected. I'll see you next week. <laughs>